Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode by Natural Hair Education. This episode is brought to you by my very own Texture on Texture styling course. This styling course allows for you to learn and practice natural hair on a textured hair mannequin. In this course, you will receive Ada, which is our textured hair mannequin, a free mannequin stand, and several different styles that will get you started to learning and maintaining natural hairstyles. Now, for those of you that are already familiar with performing natural hair services and just want to get Ada for your own keepsake, you can do that as well. Just click the link in my show notes and it'll take you right there. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Natural Hair Education's podcast. This is the last Monday in the month of March. And as we know, the month of March was dedicated to Women's History Month. Now there is this particular woman in my life that I want to give honor to and that is my very own mother. Her name is also Corinthian Carruthers. So if you see the number two behind my name, that is the reason why I am named after my mother. My mother is a woman who has been in the beauty industry for quite some time. She attended beauty school when I was in middle school, and then she opened up a beauty school when I was in high school, and then from there, the journey has been continuing. Today's episode, I'm going to have her on and share her story, some of the struggles and obstacles she's come through, and how she's overcame those obstacles. Now, before I bring my mother on, I'm going to first read her bio. But before I read her bio, I just want to say that I am so proud of my mom and the things that she's been able to accomplish in this lifetime. And I just thank her so much for creating a business that my brother and I can actually carry on. And I think it's phenomenal when people of color come together and create businesses so that our people can have something to call their own and also benefit from. And I'm just thankful for my mom, for all the things that she's done for my brother and I, for opening up a beauty school, for educating hundreds of students, for being a mom to so many women and men that are searching and looking for those who actually care about them. So I am grateful for my mom. I wanted to honor her this month before the month is over with and just tell her that I love her. I appreciate all of her hard work and all of her sacrifice. Now here's her bio. Corinthian Carruthers has always had a passion for health and beauty. She once was a model for Avante Modeling Agency and have been featured in several commercials. Miss Corinthian obtained both her cosmetology and instructor license, which allowed her to teach and train students in every facet of the beauty industry. In 1999, Corinthian founded Creative Hair School of Cosmetology. The school currently offers various programs such as cosmetology, aesthetics, 
nail care, and natural hair. The school has graduated hundreds of students from various programs, and they are doing amazing things in the industry. Ms. Carruthers also enjoys speaking engagements and has been featured on stage with prominent women such as Kinko Davis, the only African-American to own a black bank. Corinthian is now taking her passion on another level by showing women how to give back to themselves through self-love from the inside out with her five-day health and beauty boot camp. She loves the beauty industry and her philosophy is beauty will never go out of business. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Corinthian Carruthers, mom. How are you? Hi, Corinthian. I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank it's you so for being here. It's so good to be here with you. Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you. I wanted to have you on because this is the last Monday in March. And as we know that March is Women's History Month. And I wanted to be able to share my mind with the world and you tell about yourself and what you do and how you're making an impact in so many people's lives that are entering into the beauty industry. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you got started into the beauty industry? Hi, hello everyone out there. Yes, um, my name is also Corinthian Carruthers. I always say that my daughter stole my name. (laughs) Just like a little joke. But a little bit about myself. Um, I've been in the beauty industry for over 30 years. Uh, It inspired me because I used to love the accolades and love the compliments. When I once worked at Hurley Medical Center, a lot of nurses and a lot of Um, People there will always compliment the way I wore my clothes, the way I wore my hair, of course, my makeup. I was always that beauty fashionist. And coming from Chicago, I always wanted to keep that image up. So um, I used to, you know, get my hair done, of course, by one of my mentors who's no longer here. Um, Shout out to Cherie Mori. Rest in peace, bless her heart. I used to get go get my hair done from her and her sister, Sharon. And they used to keep my image up. And I used to love, 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 love the accolades that I would get and the compliments that I would get. So after a little bit, me getting my hair done over a period of years, one day I came home and my daughter, which is you, you saw me with my hair done and you say, mom, I want to start getting my hair done too. So with that being said, I had to call her up and she um, told me the price. And that's when I had the aha moment. I said, I want to go to hair school, but it really wasn't Corinthian. It wasn't for me to open up a salon and work in a salon. It wasn't for me to open a school. My purpose was just to keep my image up and to keep your image up as well. Wow. So just (laughs) realizing the amount of money that you were going to come out, it just gave you an aha moment, huh? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Because I knew how much I was paying her and it's like, okay, I got to save money and I just have to make sure I can keep this, um, this image up. Okay. So you did go to beauty school. Let's talk about that really quickly. Um, how was that experience? What actually encouraged you to actually start school? Because there are a lot of people that will learn how to do hair and just do it from there, but they do not take the next step in becoming licensed or properly educated, they'll just get out there and, and, and start doing hair and making money. What made you want to become licensed in this industry? 
Well, first of all, when I first went to school, um, beauty school, I was going for just the purpose to keep me and your me and your image up. And once I got in my class, about three weeks later, I woke up and I say, wait a minute, please tell me I did not really do this. I really don't think I want to do this. But my spirit was always, you know, I never wanted to start something and stop. So as I kept going, I started to draw a love for it. I love what I was doing. I love the people I was meeting. I love the interaction. I love everything about it. And one thing about it, I just wanted to be the person that when I started, I didn't want to stop because um, I wanted to become licensed. It wasn't to that moment until I started being faithful to what I was doing to say, you know what, I think I can do this. And um, with that, I still didn't have the aha moment of saying I wanted to open a school, but I do. I did know that I wanted to become licensed and I didn't know what that would bring afterwards. Hmm. So on your journey through beauty school, what were some of the struggles that you had to face and overcome? Yeah, um, of course, you all were small at the time and Things came up, obstacles came up. I can remember one time um, my car, when I was driving, my thermostat went out. I did not let that stop me. I had to keep pushing. And even though I didn't have the funds to get my car fixed, many people didn't know that I was driving to school every day in a cold car. And um, the owners would ask me to go to lunch for them, go pick up little um, inventory for them. I never complained to say, oh, I don't have heat in my car. I just went on and did it as if everything was normal. Another obstacle, um, Corinthian, I can remember your uncle Dennis. Um, I have eight brothers and he was like one of my favorite brothers. Um, he had got, uh, he passed away. Unfortunately, he had got murdered. And it was just so hard to, because me and him was like a one-two punch. You see him, you see me. You know, we was just so close and that happened. And that's, that tried to stop me. And um, it was just so many things came up. Um, my finances wasn't right to even continue school because we was paying out of pocket at that time. And I used to say, okay, I got to figure this out to pay my tuition. So it was one thing after another that came up to try to stop me. And let me say this real quick is that I think about my life now. I think about the hurdles and the obstacles that we all encounter in life. If, you, if we let anything stop us, we would never get to that prize. You know, I think about all the students we, you and I have, have met over the years. And sometimes when I close my eyes and I look at hundreds of students over the 21 years that you and I have been in business, of course, in um, Quentin, think about the people we've never met. We have, we would, we never would have met if we would have stopped. So I'm thankful mm -hmm. that I was able to continue. That's awesome. That's awesome. So once you completed beauty school, um, got your license, you were asked to come back to be an instructor. Can you tell us about that? And tell us why your instructor, the school owner, asked you to stick around. Okay. Um, her name was Lori Mitchell. She had owned Hair Force. And of course, you know, we all went to school. With, it was a lot of us. Us girls went to school. And you know how you come together, you make friends and you um, enjoy being around each other. But as time go went on, you noticed that a lot of students, they had a tendency of talking about the owner, you know, where the shortcomings was at at the school and this ain't right, that ain't right. A lot of things people, I mean, a lot of them was complaining about a lot of things, but I took on a different mindset. 
I took on a mindset of saying, okay, I'm not going to get caught up in the gossip. I'm not going to get caught up in the things that wasn't going right. Um, if I change the way I look at things, the things will look at the things I look at would change. So when I saw that the bathrooms wasn't clean, I didn't talk about the fact that, oh my gosh, she needs somebody in here to clean the bathrooms. I cleaned the bathrooms. When I seen that the, the carpet needed um, vacuum, I vacuumed the uh, carpet. When I seen whatever I seen um, that needed to be done, you know how the scriptures say, whatever your hands find to do, you do it. So that's the thing that I did. And she took a notice to that. Um, you don't have to blow your horn, blow a whistle and say, look at me, I'm cleaning up under the tables and I'm wiping the tables down. You just do it with a good heart. And that's what I did. And, you know, um, this lady, Miss Lori, you know, it takes a lot for you to for her to take a liking to you or to, for her to notice you. But she took a liking to me. And when I was um, it was time for me to graduate. I've never seen her too much smile, mingle. I mean, strange of that. But, you know, when she came to me, she was about in tears. She did not want to see me graduate because she said that I just been noticing you and I love your spirit, your attitude. And she didn't want to see me leave. So she offered me a scholarship to come back to be an instructor. And when I, that happened, it took on a life of its own. I mean, I ran the lady whole school. And I'm just so thankful that I was in that position to be able to do that. Man, that is amazing. And it just, um, so much to unpack there. But one thing that I get from that is that you never know who's watching you. Um, you always have to show up and do your best, put your best foot forward. And from you just being obedient to yourself, it opened up a whole different world for you that you probably didn't even see yourself. Like this wasn't a dream of yours. You didn't have a dream to become an instructor. You didn't have a dream to open up a beauty school, but because you were faithful over the little things, you know, showing up on time, doing the work, doing more than what was required. You have like accumulated so much just from being obedient in that time. And that was over 20 years ago. Yes. Yes. So, as you all may know that my family and I, my mom, founded a beauty school in 1999. And since then, my brother and I have become part of the beauty school. We all serve and help out in different capacities. But mom, can you tell us about that journey? Because I was there, I watched you, <laughs> and it was a lot, guys. Like we, We've sacrificed so much. And one thing about business that people don't really get into and talk about is the things that you have to give up the things that you have to give up to become great or to get to the next level. And a lot of times when people open up a business or start a side hustle or a project, when it becomes difficult, that's usually when we stop or we given um, a throw in the towel because the struggle can be that tough. But I want my mom to just share some things that she had to go through um, on this journey of opening a beauty school that will be 22 years this year. So that is amazing. So tell us a little bit about that, that journey. Mom. So long story. I won't keep you, but here's some, some things that I had to encounter and go through. I can remember when I first started, when I first opened a, the school, was well, really was trying to open a school. I had to get approved by the um, Mount Morris Township. And um, I went there like three or four different occasions and they will not let me or would, really would not approve me opening up a school until the owner, um, her name was Mary Myers. Um, her husband was once like um, someone really prominent in the 
in the city, in the community, and they knew him, he went to court. I mean, he went to the, I'm sure not court, but he went to the um, city council meeting with me. And he, um, of course, he went with me and they approved me at that time, but I had to go through all those obstacles. And once that obstacles, that door opened, um, I couldn't get bonded. You know, like, you you know, you just don't know what to do. You, you didn't get the information because when I said I was going to open a school, I didn't have that person to say, okay, this is what you do. You do A, B, C, E, F, G. The school I came from so happened, didn't really want to lend a helping hand to help me. So I didn't know, okay, you have to get bonded. I went all over, high and low to get bonded. No one would buy me. So after being persistent, someone, you know, I found to buy me, took a chance on me, which I'm thankful for which was a great, uh, great thing um, that happened for me. And um, after that, you know, there was a prominent pastor who, you know, tried to take things away, trying to get, you know, become a part of the business that was doing some things that I didn't, you know, know that was going underhand that, I mean, it was, it's a long story, but I'm thankful that God revealed everything before me. Um, it was just one thing after another, you know, I can remember, um, consumers coming out saying that at some point that, you know, um, you have to pay your bills and it was a struggle just trying to keep the doors open. And then not only that, listen to this, when I first opened the business, I started out with eight students, four of them stopped and the other four was leery because they were saying it's not enough students around here. <laughs> to keep things going it don't look like a school so it was just one thing after another i mean just to see i can remember corinthian taking you and quentin's um whole summer away from you all because i needed someone to help out and you know had quentin and the cousins and his nephew and my nephews painting the floor i mean painting the walls and mopping the floors and i had you you know doing paperwork in the office and speaking of that you didn't want to be a part of any of it you was like i don't want to do this <laughs> so yeah i mean it was just one thing after another just trying to get the doors open and to stay open and to pay the bills and numerous eviction notice, you know, going to court, standing before the judge, crying, saying, please let me just stay open and help, help me work some things out. Crying to the landlord, just little things like that. But here's the thing I was telling my grandson the other day is that, you know, there will be obstacles in your life, but you cannot take no for an answer. You know, where that no is on the opposite side, there's always a yes. And so I think some of that I was telling him that comes from the, the roots of Chicago, you know, the struggles brought up in the projects and had to struggle and had to make things work and had to be a survivor. And so with that characteristic that I had, I had to know how to say I got to push where many people would have given up. That was a strong foundation that I had to go through in my life. The head gave me the tenacity and the strength and the dedication and the persistence to say, OK, yep. This right here is a punch, but you know what? Me growing up in some hard knocks things in Chicago helped me to sustain, to say, look, I can overcome anything. And I was telling him the same thing. Chris, look, you can come become, um, overcome anything you go through. Yeah, absolutely. It will not be easy. And that's one thing I really admire about you, mom, is that you're a fighter. Like if, if I don't know anybody else, that's a fighter. My mom is a fighter and will not, and will not take no for an answer. And I've learned so much, um, from just being underneath your wings. And if you guys don't know, my mother is, she has this sweet spirit and people are 
drawn to her. They, they gravitate to her naturally. And I think because of that, because of the love that you have, but also the strength that you have has really got us to where we are today with our business. And Thank you. just a little bit more um, on the side of, of having a school is a lot of times people think that a beauty school is just where you come, st- students come and they learn how to do hair and then that's it and you just teach them but it's a whole business behind educating students and right now today you know I see that there are people that want to open up beauty schools and not to discourage anyone from doing that but it's more than what meets the eye and if you really want to be successful in this industry you have to have a team of people that you can trust to lead you on this journey. And I'm just so grateful that my mom, my brother and myself are in business together because we trust each other. Um, We have been through struggles together. And I believe that's what create the bond and the trust as well. When you can get through certain situations together and come out on the other side and celebrate together. So we've been through a whole lot. My mom right now is our lead educator in skincare. So I want her to talk about that for a minute because she's taking on that project. Um, we do offer program different programs at our school. We have cosmetology, we have natural hair, we have skincare and we have um, manicuring. And the skincare program is like her thing. <laughs> so I'm gonna let her talk to you guys about that. Thank you, yes, you know, it's something because in this industry, you know, being in it for so, so, so many years, I love everything about the beauty, beauty industry. One of my mottos is beauty will never, ever go out of business. But with that being said, you know, I, I often tell the students, you got to find your niche. You know, there are some that just want to, you know, do a ceramic curl, they did ceramic curl queen or doing the lace fronts and the weaves and the sew-ins and the braids, natural hair. Of course, Corinthian, you are an educator at the school, um, the natural hair, and you have to find your niche. It wasn't until the natural hair program came along and I'm like, oh my God, I just love this. I love everything about the skin. You know, not to toot my own horn, but I hear a lot, a lot of compliments sometimes saying, oh, Miss Coco, you have such beautiful skin. You know, and um, one day, you know, I'm looking forward to us coming out with our own skincare line, the Corinthians uh, Cosmetic Skincare line. That's one of our goals there. But um, I love that industry. I love that uh, that uh, part of it because that teaches you everything about your skin and I love it because of the self-care I'm a big advocate of taking care of yourself making sure you burn candles making sure you meditate making sure you exercise you eat right you juice little things like that I have taken on a whole different um, segment when it comes to that and one thing about the beauty industry as well and especially in the esthetician when I teach I teach more than just, you know, knowing how to communicate or knowing more so how to um, knowing more on how to um, make sure your attitude and your attendance is okay. We go a little bit deeper. We go a little bit deeper as to why you are who you are. We know because sometimes we have like a deeper core of why um, things happen in our lives and things why we don't speak and why our attitude is bad. Maybe it's a little deeper issue than that. So with the Esthetician 400 hour program, we go a little bit deeper than just making sure you speak when you see a person, make sure you communicate, eye contact, those things like that. So I'm just loving the beauty industry when it comes to the Esthetician. Um, I found my niche and I am so happy about it. That's good. 
Um, that's one thing I do want to point out real quick, something you said about teaching the students more than just um, how to be professional. That's one thing that I learned in beauty school. When I started beauty school, um, you guys may already know, I didn't want to get into the industry. <laughs> so that wasn't on my top priority list. But when I went to beauty school, I learned so much more. And it was more than just doing hair and creating styles. I learned more about who I was as an individual. I found myself. I began to know what I like, what I don't like. Most importantly, um, I just learned how to be professional overall, you know, in my personal life as well. So beauty school is, is more than just learning how to do hair, makeup, or um, braids and nails. You learn about yourself. And to take it even to another level, it's like how you show up. That's who you are. So if you're showing mm-hmm. up late, or you're showing up um, looking unprofessional or having a, an unprofessional attitude, these are characteristics that, that that you can work on changing right now while you're in beauty school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's bigger than what meets the eye. The next thing I want to get into is um, just about the business in general. Um, you have my brother and I, your son and... <laughs> your son and me as partners in the business. How has that been for you having your children in business with you? Oh my God. Listen, it has been really life-changing. I, I just really, you know, commend when I want someone goes into business. Usually when people go into business or someone going to business, it's really hard to say, I'm going to bring my children along, you know, what I do because they're called to do what they're, whatever they're called to do. And to see my children come along and be a part is just phenomenal. But at first, the beginning, it was not easy because, you know, that son of mine, Quentin, I love him, but, you know, he is really a game changer. I have to give it to him. Um, he corrects me when he see my little shortcomings and I used to be like, boy, I'm your mother. Don't you, you know, but I just love that about him because he's able to see some things because of his background and from where he come, where he came from. Um, from college and it's just been really amazing and even to see you Corinthian I mean man I saw you when you was able able to uh, speak to people you were so shy and intimidated and to see how you have come came a long way it's just amazing to see that how you have taken on your own program doing your podcast interviewing people well this is the girl who was scared to um, go from, walk from here to there. I think everybody was watching her. Yes. <laughs> you know, just to see the growth is really amazing. But to see how we can come together and have our little meetings and celebrate our wins and cry together. And what people don't know, speaking of that, when you were speaking about the hard times, they don't know that we live with you. <laughs> you know, you was carrying Christian and, you know, Quentin and I, we lived in a one bedroom apartment. Um, I mean, it was really crazy. And we're trying to run the school and trying to come up with some things and we did not have financial aid. And when Quentin was once in college, I used to drive to college to go get his his disbursement check. <laughs> he didn't know I was coming. I said, I'm going to get his financial aid check so I can, you know, we can put it towards the school you know, he will freely give it over. So I'm thankful for the humbleness and the spirit that you all have. Um, you know, it's people just don't understand that I'm blessed. And, you know, I think about it, if you all did not come on board, 
I know I don't think I will have the strength, the tenacity and everything to continue because it got a little bit too much. But you know how the Bible say that um, your children is blessed. He blesses you and your children. And I, I just see it. It's just a, um, a blessing to leave a generation and a legacy behind. Knowing, knowing the earth, know that you was here. Absolutely. Um, so I want to get ready to wrap this up, but I just wanted to just have you on because you have been through a lot. You have accomplished a lot and people need to know, you know, they need to hear the names of our living legends and honor them while they're still here. And so my last question would be, is there, well, not my last question, but just another question I want to ask before I ask the last question. Is there any person that you look up to in this industry that has really been a guide that's helped you along your journey? Yeah, um, you know, I, I want to give a shout out really to um, two people. And that's one is, you know, well, say three was Sheree and Sharon. They have really helped me because when, what I did learn in hair school, I was able to, you know, get with them and they would show me how to shampoo correctly. They would show me how to do different hairstyles. So even though Sheree is not here, when, I, when I'm teaching some students um, certain hairstyles, I think about her. When I'm showing them how to shampoo, I think about her. When I'm showing them certain things, because these are the things that she poured into me. And I, I just really, I really look up to, I looked up to her and I'm, unfortunately, since she's not here, I really think about her often. Of course, and um, Sharon, the same thing. She was really a, a very big instrumental in my life too, as well. And I'm really thankful for um, the two, Miss Jackie, of course, um, who has been with us for some years, and also Miss Cheryl, who has, you know, been with us for some years and who have weathered the storms and went through some trenches with us. So those are the people I really want to shout out and give honor to as well. Awesome. So before I let you go, is there any tips or myths or recommendations you would like to leave the audience with? Um, a lot of people are, that listen to the podcast are either interested in natural hair, they're either interested in beauty school, or maybe they're on their own path and journey. But what's something that, that they can walk away with um, that can really help them on their personal journey? Well, one thing I could say about this beauty industry is that this is a, a, a business that would never go out of business. Beauty would never go out of business. And um, this is a rewarding field. Um, and also always remember that in life, you will only get out what you put into it. If you have show up in life, that's what you're going to get out of life. So, um, and if you're going to be in the beauty industry, I would say do it the right way. Become licensed, build a strong foundation, build the right foundation. I see so many girls out there doing hair, doing makeup, doing, um, you know, just out in a beauty industry and they're, they're not legit. You want to do it the right way because you're going to go only as far as your solid foundation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, mom, for taking out time on this evening to talk to me and the listeners of the natural hair education podcast. I really, truly appreciate you and all the, the service that you've done for so many women in the beauty industry. Um, you know, we've graduated so many students and they're licensed and they're providing for themselves and their family. And they wouldn't have been able to do that without you being obedient and following your 
your mind, your heart, and going to beauty school. And even while you were in beauty school, just showing up there and, and, and doing your best. And as of now, you know, we have an establishment where people can actually come to change their lives for the better. So I honor you, I admire you, and thank you for all that you've done in our community. Thank you, Corinthian. Thanks you once again for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, all right, y'all. So that was my mom. Um, again, thanks to her for coming on to the podcast, sharing her wealth of wisdom with us. And for any of you guys that are out there, make sure you show the women around you how much they mean to you value them appreciate them while they're living give them their flowers and their roses now all right y'all until next time let's continue to educate empower and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair i'll see you guys next time